0: why am i not just pressing record what's happening what's happening coffee drinkers bass players it's been the holidays did you survive did you make it out the other side it is pouring with rain here in california a little off schedule with our sunday thursday podcast vibe but i'm gonna give myself a pass on that it was the holidays i hope you guys had a good one Guys, girls, bass players, musicians of any kind. I really hope, actually. That would be awesome if there were lots of different musicians listening right now. Mm, So much nicer when it doesn't make that fucking hum, isn't it? Mm, Nope, that doesn't do it. Any time there's contact with the desk. Interesting. Okay. okay. Ah, la, 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 la. Well, this is off to a a flyer of a star, Oh, look at that, Planet Waves, oh yes, Planet Waves, what is that thing, it's like the little rubber thing that goes on the edge of the desk with a little kind of U shape in it that you can lean your base up against, is working kind of well as a reverberation stopper, okay great how were the holidays people it was glorious over here i gotta say it was different it was weird strange at times but chelsea and i had a blast did a full english tea because it's chelsea's birthday on christmas day as well did a full english tea afternoon tea it was super fun out on the terrace it didn't rain it's actually pretty nice weather Here we are counting down the seconds until this fucking uh, this year, this year, until this awful year is over. Um, hopefully, hopefully we are onto better things when we click over into 2021. I know I'm already starting to sort of like get excited and see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, and hopefully see some of you at some point. and i took some time off over the christmas uh, over the christmas jesus christ i also took some time off knowing how to speak the englishes awesome Uh, but i did took took a few days off playing this is my second day back i want to say so what are we today the 28th so yeah 23 4 or 24 5 6 7 4 days where i didn't touch the instrument that was a little different for me don't normally take that many days off I absolutely have to. Can't remember the last time it happened. So here we are. Getting back to it. Not not really dialed into exactly what I want to work on yet today. I just shot a video on the Georges Gillet. George Le the oboe uh, etudes um, for everyone on the bass studio. Let's do that. Let's run. Let's run a commercial. Um, uh, once, yeah, once again, it's not me undies or the cash app. It's just this podcast for the next twenty seconds. Uh, I will take up your time. Is brought to you by Yannick's Bass Studio. I know that's me. It sounds stupid when I call my own bass studio. Whatever. Yeah, the Bass Studio is today's sponsor. You know, it's. Less than 45 cents a day to be a member right now. It's 14 dollars a month, 168 bucks a year, less than 45 cents. I think that's less than what you know what? This is a really well thought out ad, huh? If we go uh 168. Well no, we need to go 365 divided by 168 is not what I was looking for, is it? What the fuck am I doing? Uh because that would be... Oh, what am I doing? Maths is apparently not my bloody strong point right this second. It's $14 a month. I know this. Okay, $14 a month times 12 equals 168 divided by 365 equals 46 cents a day. Jesus Christ, if you're still with me. Um, thank you for bearing... Uh, be- <laughs> Uh, Thank you for bearing with that. 46 cents a day. That was the point I was trying to make. That is the price of investment. And I want to say that the return on the investment is kind of unlimited. That's how I look at my own practice routine, for instance. It's like my investment into myself as a musician... Is, at times it's pretty it's pretty extensive. Even financially, sometimes it's pretty extensive, but definitely with time, my investment into my into my playing and my career is 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 pretty, pretty substantial. But for 46 cents a day, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the return on your 46 cents a day should be musically, hopefully, you know, personally uh successful so yeah check out studio.com over 500 lessons courses kind of something for everyone over there check that out um and let's get into something i'm like moving around
1: minor arpeggios
0: here this feels like a good place to be i ah, don't stick there very long apparently to a major is just i tell you what a, a discussion we kind of have ad infinitum in my discord if you're not on my discord server by the way a lot of great conversations going there on there every day you can find it if you're watching on youtube you'll find the link below this video and a conversation or a topic let's say that comes up there that comes up on my twitch streams the whole fret wrap debate should you use a fret wrap? you know we get instantly well Victor Wooten uses a hair tie here and by this person that person for the most part it's completely unnecessary I think um because it's it's kind of a it's kind of a crutch and a shortcut for not practicing technique I think and one of the videos I was shooting recently I really kind of nail honed in on ah the first finger on the plucking hand is doing so much work ah that's right someone was asking me what's your oldest exercise that you still use what is something that i've been doing from the beginning from like when when was that if we're in 2020 from like 1990 something like 27 years ago something like that what is something I've been doing from the beginning that I still do to this day it's this one right here without a doubt it's string crossing I believe this is in all the good stuff but it's just a half step and a major third half step major third half step major third half step major third so you cross across the strings it's basically one two on the fifth fret here for instance so a A to b flat d to e flat g to a flat c to d flat f to uh to g flat and back down again So that's something I've been doing from the beginning and what I like about it is that it's string crossing
1: uh,
0: so you're going across the instrument and it's using combinations of fingers on the left hand that may potentially uh, depending on where you're at with your technique may be a little weaker than others your one two combination for most of us probably going to be the strongest and your weakest is kind of like more more likely than not going to be three four. But thank you. You know you can thank this being an audio podcast. You shouldn't be able to hear the difference, technically speaking, between this and this. And that was first of all one two, and the second iteration was three four. So. That is something I've been doing since the beginning. And as I was doing this, I think it was somebody who was asking me in the Twitch stream, I really dialed in on how much, I don't know why I haven't been conscious of this, and maybe it's just because I've been doing it so long, but I haven't been conscious of this recently about how much the first finger on your fretting hand uh, is responsible for so much of the muting. When I'm on the, the highest string on my bass, for instance, for me, it's the C string here, and I'm playing these two notes, my right hand my picking hand my thumb is all the way across those those lower strings so you don't get this you get this you get dead strings that don't ring on so my right hand is taking care of that when i'm in the higher register of the instrument or at least on the top string or the top two strings but when we descend right here my thumb is anchored and the right hand is anchored on the pickup and i'm playing the lowest string of the instrument so my first finger is taking care of all of the muting in the left hand. And it's that combination of right hand and left hand muting that I think gets overlooked uh, in a lot of cases. And, and the, the fret wrap is absolutely the shortcut to not really having to be that good at that thing. Um, people, uh, I've heard various excuses that why you have to use a fret wrap, being that oh, two-handed tapping, bl- first of all, really the two-handed tapping thing come on let's, let's maybe give that one a rest uh you know 98 percent of the shit i see with people doing that is not exactly the most original thing i've ever heard so maybe that's just sorry i am uploading a video to yannick Base studio as we speak because i've just finished editing it but yeah the, the the people are like oh so the two-handed tapping thing? you need it for that there are all these overtime i'm gonna call bullshit on that Um, Not that i missed a fucking two-handed tapper, but I did try doing some of that stuff, and within five minutes of tapping out a a, a two- or three-octave arpeggio, figured out how to completely mute all the strings without anything ringing on, without using a bloody fret wrap. So, I know it's possible. Um, So, there's that. Then, other people are like, what's the fret wrap? Oh, there was one kind of... Hondo came up... uh, uh, hondo felder for those of you don't know him go check out his uh, youtube channel hondo felder music does some great uh pedal videos uh fellow bass player um hondo was in the chat he was like oh there is actually one technical use for it like behind the nut to stop like some overtone stuff and and, like sympathetic overtones or something with, with a like high gain, high frequency distortion, or something. It was something really specific and really technical, where it did actually help the 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 process of playing like genti metal kind of music for bass players. And I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe that's a valid point. I couldn't, you know, speak to it either way because I don't have experience in in that world. Um, not not as much as Hondo does, for instance. So, yeah, maybe there are a couple of things that like that, but not the blanket kind it's just a fashion accessory for most people which i think is so fucking dumb it's like uh, you got to have this thing and that thing and fret rap is just one of those dumb gadgets that always gets added to the list of you know you're not an instagrammer unless you have fret wraps. kind of attitude <laughs> but look, listen to that you hear ringing you hear overtones i'm not tapping with my right hand uh uh, uh, and, uh let's see what was I doing uh, so already so first of all I'm picking with my right hand I'm hammering on with the left hand and there are no ringing notes you don't need a fret wrap for that for playing finger style I was looking into okay so do you really need it if you tap with the right hand if you if you come over here and go well absolutely you don't need it if you're playing on one string because you've got your entire left hand is free to mute the rest of the instrument so the note that is sounding is a g here on the e string on the 15th fret right i'm playing one three five one minor three five so my right hand's taking care of the e string that's the note that's ringing, and then you know the fourth finger on the first on the on the left hand, the first finger. Don't really think it matters that much which one you choose. It's gonna depend where you. But there we've made an octave and a half, no oh. ringing. And I'm not Mr. Tapper. This isn't even in my repertoire of technique. I'm just learning it, and already I I can see that there's no need for a fucking fret wrap. Uh, where would we go, next? So already, when I'm up on the highest... My right thumb is taking care of all of the muting of the bottom three strings. That's just basic technique. So... Uh, so I try and uh... Again, if you are new to the audio podcast, you are going to get you are absolutely going to get more fret noise, string noise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, because of where the mic is positioned. It's pretty close to the instrument. You wouldn't normally be hearing any of this if we were in a kind of traditional live situation, you'd be hearing more amp sound, but to make it more efficient to create the podcast and to get content up on a regular basis. I just use one microphone. I use the zoom H six here stuck on the desk right in front of me. So you can hear me, hear me speak, hear me play. So just, uh, bear that in mind as we talk about stuff like muting and tone and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's totally possible to do all of this stuff without a fret wrap. So we have that, that, that comes up as a discussion. Sometimes Adam Neely said to me the other day, I will die on this hill. We were going back and forth on Twitter about, I think, English versus American quarter note crotchet, you know, eighth note quaver, that kind of thing. And I was, you know, putting forth my case. And Adam was like, I will die on this hill. We were disagreeing on something. But I will, taking take in his phrase, I will die on this fret rap hill if I have to. Um, I absolutely believe that it's a gimmick. If you actually spent the time and cared about the music, the instrument, the any of it really, gave yourself some respect, you'd uh, you'd get rid of that shit and just be a real be a real player, you know. Um, that's something i see and the brain clicks in eventually that's what that's what scares me a little bit about taking the breaks oh man yeah that scares me a little bit about taking breaks longer than a day or two because i now i remember that i was really getting back into just loosening up um Arpeggi- uh, not arpeggios triads and their inversions that's what i was working on right before christmas something i've worked on obviously a lot i wrote a fucking book on it for christ's sake um chordal harmony has a ton of that stuff in it volumes one and two um but i was just getting back into loosening that up because i wanted to expand the way i was improvising chordally and i thought oh let me go back to the fundamentals on this a little bit let me go back to some of my own stuff and see what i can uncover And just, you know, improve the fluidity a little bit, if nothing else. Just reboot that partition of my chordal hard drive, um, and and get back in the flow of things. So awesome. Let me do a little bit of that. In case you uh don't know what's going on here, I'm playing spread triads. These are uh, let's let's define a spread triad first of all, shall we? Here's a triad, it's a regular triad, it's C, a minor triad, C, E flat, and G. Um, a spread triad is where you take that that middle note, that minor third, and you stick it up the octave. So you now get instead of one minor three five, you get one five minor tenth. So you get this kind of more open sounding triad. Here's a closed triad, spread triad. In fact, I'm not sure if it's if closed triad is the uh, is the technical name for it, but basically standard. Let's call it standard triad for one of a better word. And this is a spread triad, that is what that's called. It sounds beautiful, I think, on the bass. Uh, we'll do it on a different string set. You heard the change in timbre there a little bit because I have the five string with the high C. That E flat, that 10th, is the third fret of the C string. And you get, it's a little bit more brightness in the sound. Now, if I play that on the on the uh, eighth fret, standard four string tuning, so the E flat is the is the eighth fret of the G string root is the 8th fret of the E string and the G, the 5 is the 10th fret of the A string just a little darker, even when I play that top note more with a fingernail than the fingertip oops, then up the octave anyway, so that's a spread triad and I'm playing them uh, in their inversions, so root position C in the root, first inversion with the 3rd in the root, minor 3rd gives me minor three 1 five and then second inversion with the five in the bottom of the chord gives me five, minor third, one on top. And when you run those just up and down the octave so root, first inversion, second inversion and then root again up the octave. now run that in cycle of fourths up to F here. B-flat get pretty high up there yeah that's a definitely getting into the upper register of the instrument E-flat A-flat and the idea is that they're totally fluid, no matter what key you're in Um, he says as soon as I said what key you're in I missed the first inversion in C-sharp before a fall. Um, let's get up to F sharp here. and This should really be a feel and an ear thing rather than like a visual thing. Like I, sh- I-, I can look away from the instrument and play these cycle in the cycle of fourths and you know, sh- my accuracy should be pretty good. That's something to have as a, as a goal um, when you're working on this stuff. Uh, with that's F sharp. So next would be minor and discipline I, I like to discipline myself don't always go for the higher octave where it's clearer and potentially easier to play because the the stretches are less do it in the lower octave as well and when you have the option now to do that in multiple places especially with the five string with the high c or a six string i'm doing that again with the with the minor 10th now we're in b so it's second fret of the c string is on top and the c string is is the highest string in this string set a little brighter in timbre again also challenge yourself to do that exactly the same notes, exactly the same shapes but on the lower string set so the top string would be standard four string tuning would be the g string and with a fender p bass you can play all of those the highest note is only that d right there so always challenging myself to play it in as many uh, many positions as possible. Obviously, I'm not always talking to you good people while I'm, while I'm practicing. So that's an added layer of challenge there. Um, we E, so then A. Maybe do it a couple of times in each, uh, in each key center as well. And then. minor here um uh, g and we're back to c whoa Uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves with the minor major stuff huh (laughs) and then of course it's uh it's it's also about oh man i should probably not hit my desk lamp with the bass it's also about rocking the major triads as well like don't limit yourself to uh to just one thing to just one tonality you can do uh minor triads major triads i do augmented triads also augmented is less of a challenge because it's the same shape up and down but if we just change the third to major it's a whole whole different feeling whole different sound obviously tonality outlook It's, it's physically different shapes with the hands um, something I might set myself is to go uh, minor. want well, to go major first? Um, interesting. maybe I go minor first um, And then major oh, whoops come on oh, oh, oh. because the major will lead into... Nicely will become a five of swords into our cycle of fourths. Next step in the cycle of fourths from C would be F. So we go F minor and then F major to B flat. So we're getting this five to one at the end of the sequence every time. Uh, I should really concentrate on this as well. I've got to jump down to go to B e flat minor there because of the range. Major. To, to a a flat minor there so and this is no uh if you're if, if you've listened to any of my music before you might recognize that that root motion so here we are uh you know inversions of triads coming to life as a composition so first inversion of g major going to root position of c minor a five to one a first inversion to a root and then same thing down a minor third first inversion of e major going to uh root position of a minor again five five going to one so you arpeggiate it suddenly you have the theme for Ernas in terms of the accompaniment same root motion for the next two chords except I went to major instead of minor so five C ooh. Need some setup going on here. Some five, uh, woo, damn, C5 of F going to augmented and then resolving to the standard triad. So, yeah, so much you can do with it. With the ultimate goal being exactly that to free yourself up to be able to improvise with these things, to be able to pick one melody note here. And know all the all the options you know just uh, I'd set myself the parameters of picking a melody note and just harmonizing it with triads or inversions of triads Territory in composition, you're in a place where you can go like, oh shit, let me write that down. Here comes a chord sequence. Uh, maybe there's a song coming out of that, um, and that's kind of I don't know. That's kind of a positive place to end it. I think I feel quite feel quite happy, I feel quite uh, quite jolly having got to that moment. And um, I'll probably spend another couple of hours on that this evening, which I won't bore you to tears with. I'll leave you with the with the conceptual content there so uh, you can take it take it wherever you might don't forget Studio.com like i said in the beginning of the video 46 cents a day to be a member um, i'm glad i did that i'm glad i figured out how to do that ah, to do that some even with <coughs> even with a calculator it was a bit of a challenge um and yeah we'll see you uh see you guys and girls of the base world on the uh, on the next episode